Hola, ladies and gentlemen, Juan Sanchez here coming at you with the 27th episode of the Million Ex-Girlfriends podcast. It has been around about a year since I started doing this, doing an episode every two weeks. And yeah, I don't have anything planned for that. Um, I might do something to kind of like, you know, mark the occasion at some point. But uh, for now, this is just going to be a regular, regular episode. Today, you're watching gameplay footage of Resident Evil 4 for the Xbox One. You want to find me on Xbox, that is Stoned Love 9-2. And we're going to jump right into today's episode. Now, as you saw the title, um, I'm, going to, I'm going to be talking about two distinct stories that have been sort of on my mind uh, uh, as of late. <clears throat> So this is this is the million ex girlfriends news corner what have you, but the first thing that I wanted to talk about was the coronavirus. Um, I talked about it. I think I maybe talked about it last time. I'm not entirely sure, but um, yeah, it is. It is kind of starting to get serious. Still only like thirty three percent death rate or whatever. I don't know what the exact numbers are. I just know that it's not enough to warrant like national havoc like this. It's just the news is trying to distract us from something else. However, that being said, coronavirus is very real. It's a flu that has no uh, vaccine. So I was listening to the Friend Zone podcast last week and Fran brought up an article on money crashers that had to do with the coronavirus. I will be linking that in the description beneath the YouTube video. Uh, if you're listening the audio, I'll, I'll try to link it there. But what I wanted to bring to attention from the article <clears throat> was ways to treat and handle. I don't know if treat is the right word, but ways to handle coronavirus. It had six very distinct steps in the article that, you know, were like, um, uh, I'm just, I'm just going to read them pretty much. So step one is be, is be prepared to treat at home, uh, having things at home, such as pain relievers, such as, uh, uh, ibuprofen or acetaminophen, uh, you know, Tylenol, uh, Motrin, Aleve, um, stuff like that, cough and cold medicine, you know, your Dayquil, your Nyquil, your uh, whatever, uh, Mucinex, Delsum, whatever fucking, whatever helps. Anti-diarrheal medicine, um, I, you know, I guess that's for if you're, like, really, really sick. Because, you know, if you're having diarrhea, there's something wrong. Vitamins, uh, you know, vitamin supplements, but uh, I don't... Me personally, I don't take supplements because I try to get a lot of vitamins just through the food I eat, food, fruits and vegetables. Um, try to get a lot of orange juice, you know, just just things like that. But uh, you know, if you take vitamin supplements, if, or if that's something you're not you're not against, then uh, you know, take your vitamin supplements and keep a first aid kit stocked in your house. That is a very important one. I think a lot of people forget to stock something as simple as a first aid kit for home use. Because it's your home, you don't think of anything bad happening to you there, and uh, or maybe like myself, you're a minimalist and you just try to keep as many things uh, 
you know, you try to keep your amount of possessions low and, uh, you know, 90 in, 90 out rule. If you don't use a, something in 90 days, you're not going to use it in 90 days. That being said, <clears throat> there's a multitude of reasons why people don't have a first aid kit at home. You should have one at home. Always, 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 always. That's something I got to rectify. Plan for a sick room. Now, this is for, like, the uh, the richy rich people. You got to have some money for this. But if you have extra space, if you can, you want to plan a room that is just locked off by itself. Uh, you know, somewhere where you can, like, I don't know. Throw, I don't know how exactly you would... Just, just basically, you don't want... It, it, it's it's a room where people would go when they're sick and nobody else should come in there kind of thing. But I can't even begin to visualize how one would be able to um, have that extra space. <laughs> but that's just me. Stock up on food, water, and household supplies. Uh, food, such as rice dried beans, lentils, protein granola fruit bars, peanut butter and jelly, canned soup, nuts and dried fruit, beef jerky, applesauce, oats, canned meat, etc. Household supplies such as hand soap, sanitizer, bleach, toilet paper, tissues, uh, fluids with electrolytes, garbage bags. Make an emergency plan. Uh, this one I don't remember so well, but basically when I was reading the article it said stuff like... Uh, contact the Red Cross and have a plan for like, you know, if you have to like go to the hospital or, or take time out of work or something like that. Step five. Or the fifth one, you know. Explore natural and herbal remedies. Um, I'm kind of uh, I'm kind of into some of that, uh, you know, granola, spiritual, woo-woo stuff. I do believe that... Um, Basically, just keeping yourself healthy and, like, keeping your mind healthy and stuff like that is a good way to stay physically healthy. Redundant, much redundant, I know. But, um, I, I wrote down on the notes elderberry and oregano oil because that's what the article said. And, uh, number six, practice prevention now. Uh, this one, I this, this I ripped right from the article. Wash your hands for at least 20 seconds with hot, soapy water whenever you come back from any public place or have been around anyone who is sick. Keep your hands away from your face, particularly your nose, eyes, and mouth. Cover your coughs and sneezes with a tissue. Stay home when you're sick and don't go out until you've been fever-free for 24 hours without the use of fever-reducing medications. Clean, frequently touched surfaces and objects. So yeah, the coronavirus is here. It's fucking shit up. And it's it's like not like decimating things though you know it, it's it's pretty it'll put you on your back for a day or two it's it's really uh, dangerous to really young people and really old people anybody with compromised immune systems so you know just just take care of yourself stay healthy um, stay safe and that that's it that's all about the uh, coronavirus next up on the news corner I want to talk about that big-ass asteroid that's uh, supposed to come near Earth April 29th. Now, I copied and pasted a whole bunch from the article to just read it because I found it interesting. 
But before I do say it, I want to say, before I do read this article, I want to say that this thing actually does kind of worry me, um, more so than coronavirus. Uh, I almost feel like the nature of a lot of these articles and stories about the asteroid is to downplay the potential impact. But keep in mind that space is fucking space, and it does not care about anything. If a big rock is going to come fuck shit up on this planet, it is going to fuck shit up on this planet, and there is no stopping that. Basically, so this is, uh, and I'm going to link this this article about the asteroid as well in the description, audio listeners, description, hopefully. Um, if not, then you could probably, then I'll link the articles on Twitter, Facebook, you know, stuff like that. NASA's Center for Near-Earth Object Studies is currently tracking a massive asteroid that's expected to approach the planet next month. According to the data collected by the... I want to back up. Okay, so, real quick side note. This is how I think of it. Data is information that is collected about studies or whatever. Data is a character from Star Trek Next Generation. That being said, let's get back to the article. According to the data... Collected by the agency, the approaching asteroid is big enough to destroy the planet during an impact event. CNOES, Center for Near-Earth Object Studies, identified the incoming asteroid as 52768-1998-OR2. As noted by the agency, this asteroid is currently moving at a speed of almost 20,000 miles per hour. It has an estimated diameter of 4.1 kilometers, which is equivalent to 13,451 feet. This makes the asteroid longer than the Hollywood Walk of Fame. According to NASA, 52768-1998-OR2 is an Amor asteroid? Amor asteroid? I don't know how to pronounce that. A-O-M-A-M-O-R. A-M-O-R. Amor. I'm going to pronounce it as Amor. According to NASA, it is an Amor asteroid. Although Amors are not Earth-crossing asteroids such as Apollo's, they can still approach Earth from dangerous distances. Due to its natural orbit and... Let me start that again. Due to its natural orbit and massive size, 52768 has been classified as a potentially hazardous object. Potentially hazardous asteroids are currently defined based on parameters that measure the Earth's... Let me start that again. Potentially hazardous asteroids are currently defined based on parameters that measure the asteroid's potential to make threatening close approaches to the Earth, NASA stated. Specifically, all asteroids with a minimum orbit intersection distance of 0.05 astronomical units or less and an absolute magnitude of 22.0 or less are considered potentially hazardous asteroids, the agency added. Given the asteroid's massive size, 52768 is one of the biggest and possibly most dangerous space rocks listed on the Center for Near-Earth Object Studies database. Spanning several kilometers wide, this asteroid could cause a major impact event on Earth if it hits the planet. You still with me? This I'm still reading the article. We're almost through it. The blast wave and energy from its impact would incinerate a large part of the planet. Then the explosion would produce enough smoke, dust, and debris to cover the atmosphere and prevent sunlight from penetrating. Without sunlight, Earth would eventually experience a nuclear winter that could last for several years. 
This destructive phenomenon was the same event that led to the extinction of dinosaurs and over 70% of all life on Earth following an asteroid impact 66 million years ago. That's only a portion of the article. The rest of it's going to be linked below. I don't really have anything to add to that myself. Um, just that shit is fucked. And uh, yeah, that's that's a thing. That's a thing that could happen. And to be honest, I'm scared as fuck. Everyone keeps saying, oh no, you know, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. No, no, it probably won't. Okay, y'all, so this is a little bit of like a bonus section thing. What happened was I originally recorded the whole thing in a couple of different parts, but because I misunderstand math and how time works, I had about six minutes left. So I'm going to fill that with a little freestyle about minimalism. Now, I know I've talked about that here on this podcast before, but I've never really like dug into it or made any definitive statements about it. Aside from, I feel like it helps me. And I do feel like it's a very... <clears throat> it has been very important to me uh, as as finding finding out, you know, more about myself and being able to... Like, like, before I started minimalism, I feel like I had just, like, a lot of things sitting around. A lot of space being taken up just by stuff I didn't use. And don't get me wrong, I still have a lot of space being taken up by stuff I don't use. However, the amount of stuff I don't use or need is reduced from what it used to be when I started this whole minimalism thing back in late 2016. Um... I started trying to like incorporate minimalism more into my life in 2017 uh, and that's it didn't really start to take off until like summer 2018 but but slowly I have been working on it since late 2016 uh, that was around the time I, I, I feel like I tried to invent reinvent myself or whatever tried to um, you know start doing better as, as it were. I, I would base if I were to put it in like basic white people terms like basic white girl terms I totally changed who I was I changed everything about myself because I had to but on the real I really needed to make a change a lot of things happened in my life in 2016 that had to be acknowledged that I couldn't just keep going forward with who I was and the stuff I was doing. Now, granted, there were a lot of bad behaviors and a lot of bad habits that I had that I felt contributed to me being a shitty person or be, or doing shitty things. And while I have tried to change a lot of those habits and behaviors, don't get me wrong, there are still bad habits and bad behaviors that I haven't been able to get rid of whether they be attached to my uh, primal animal instinct urges and my inability to um, my, my inability to not act on my compulsions or impulses or, or whatever the fuck the right term is whether it's that or whether it's just something like being lazy like not throwing stuff away properly like throwing garbage on the floor like I look around I'm recording this part right here in my bedroom. Um, but, like, I look around, and even on the floor of my truck, like, there's just stuff on the floor that doesn't need to be there, but for one reason or another, I've left it there because I'll either clean it up later or because I can do something with it. And it just... Like, for instance, I have a closet 
I have a whole bunch of cans, empty energy drink, and a few soda cans up in my closet and a couple of LaCroix because I plan on doing something with them, what yet I don't know. But I feel like I want to put make make have them in a video or something. Same thing, I have this moldy loaf of Italian bread sitting in my room because, again, I want to do something with it. I just don't know. I want to make use it in a video or something. But uh, I'm starting to trail off a little bit. Back to the whole minimalism thing. Um, I would prefer, even though the closet full of cans is a mess and it's taking up space that I could be using to do other stuff, I'm probably going to put those cans in a video. I'm probably going to use a bunch of those empty cans in a video at one point for visual gags or something. And I'll be glad I did. So it's like on the it's like the it's like the thing of like what you need or what you want versus well I mean I guess oh fuck I'm starting to ramble again I do this a lot I talk myself in circles I like to I like to philosophize to the point where I I just I don't I like to philosophize to the point where I lose all meaning but yes I will end up using those cans at some point and I'll have to throw them I'll have to get rid of them eventually eventually they will just be I'll be like okay I need to get rid of them they need to be gone bye and I'll get rid of them <clears throat> One area I get hung up with is clothing. Um, I've I've been trying. I don't have like a number of clothes that I try to keep. To I have a lot of underwear and a lot of socks. You gotta have a lot of those. Um, I probably have more clothes than I should. But then again, each minimalist is allowed to have their own rules. And while I do feel like I can reduce the amount of clothing I currently have, I also like what I have. I like a varied style. As much as I love and respect Matt Devella, I do think wearing the same color t-shirt every day is fucking crazy. Like, that's insane. Don't get me wrong, that dude's handsome and that dude has plenty of style, but that's not my style. I like bright clothes. I like different types of clothes, you know? I like to wear something black one day and then wear something bright the next day. Like that's just me and I need to I need to be able to have it like that. But yeah, um this 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 three and a half year minimalism journey is not over yet. It's taught me a lot of things about myself so far. And I just I look forward to where to where I can take this, how I can grow as a person. Um, and now we're going to jump right back into the podcast proper. So I'm pretty sure at this point I'm at or around the 20 minute mark. I'm not too sure based on the way I'm recording this, but that being said, hablamos de musica. I would love to talk about some music that I've been listening to recently. If you've been listening to this podcast for any amount of time, pretty much every episode since day one, I've talked about music. There may have been one episode where I didn't talk about music. There may have been... Actually, you know what? There may have been one or two episodes where I didn't talk about music. But pretty much, I always try to talk about music as much as possible. Even if I'm not actually talking about music, I'll still be talking music. Because that's just how it is uh, to me. So, <clears throat> Princess Nokia, who I saw at Boston Calling last year in 2019... And who I've been following for some time. Just put out two new albums recently. Everything is their companion albums. 
The first one is called Everything is Beautiful, and the second one is called Everything Sucks. And I think they work very well as companion pieces to each other. I'm glad she didn't put out a double album. And in fact, in a way, it's almost better that she didn't put out a double album. Um, you'd probably be able to buy these on vinyl or CD or tape or whatever as one package, but I really do like that when it comes to streaming, she didn't release like an hour and 45 minute long stream bomb like Drake or, or Trippy Red or something. So I really do appreciate that. But uh, on the first album, Everything is Beautiful, I like the song Gemini. It has a really nice beat. I like the song Wavy. It has a very nice um, interpolation of the door song, Riders on the Storm, where she starts singing during the during the refrain. She goes, uh, Riders on the Storm, Riders on the Storm. I really like that. I like the song Sunday Best because it has kind of a, 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 a guitar-driven rock beat. Uh, and I also like the song I Am Free from Everything is Beautiful. Gen generally kind of a more upbeat uh, part. Uh, generally a more upbeat album as per the title kind of. However, it does have some... Uh, it does have some... Um, it does have some sad boy moments. Not too, too many. She really saves the... Uh, she really saves the sad moments for Everything Sucks. And uh, some of the more aggressive moments for Everything Sucks. Uh, like on the song Just a Kid, which is the very last song on the album, which is the very last song on Everything Sucks, uh, the lyrics circle back to some themes that she started Everything is Beautiful off with. The first song on Everything is Beautiful is Green Eggs and Ham, which is generally kind of upbeat, uh, optimistic-sounding song. However, a lot of the lyrics on Just a Kid reflect themes and exact instances and stories she was telling on green eggs and ham and, and kind of shows the the downside of that of the optimism that opens up this this two-parter with i really like the song crazy house i really like the chorus on it she's like let me go to the crazy house let me go to the crazy house oh it's 420 but yeah there's uh on the, on the chorus for Crazy House, she's going, let me out of the crazy house, let me out of the crazy house. And then at, at the one point, she starts going, nah, 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 which I'm pretty sure is supposed to be a corn reference. I, I like it. I like it. I didn't expect Princess Nokia to go that fucking hard on that song. I like the song Fee-Fi-Fo because it's, nice, uh, it's got a nice flute-driven melody. And uh, I, also, I also mentioned the song Just a Kid. I, I think this is a great... I think... This is a great artistic statement from Princess Nokia in an era where people either seem to be like in an era where people kind of seem to be on one side of a binary, either incredibly optimistic or incredibly pessimistic with no in between. It's really nice that she puts out these two parts that cover an entire spectrum and span of feelings and emotions, both, uh, you know, the optimistic, the pessimistic, the sunny, the dark. I just, I really like that, uh, you know, she, she bounces around on this. The next artist and album I want to talk about is Jose James. He just put out a new album called No Beginning, No End. And I assume it's the second one because it's called No Beginning, No End 2. I, I've never heard No Beginning, No End 1. 
I only just started listening to Jose James, uh, thanks to Title Jay Z, you the best. Fuck yeah. I really like the opening track on this album, the song I Need Your Love. It has a plucky acoustic guitar melody played against a funk beat with some sweet vocals on the hook. Uh, the song Turn Me Up, which has an Aloe Black feature. I really, really like Aloe Black, and both him and Jose fucking kill the vocal parts on this album. I'm very glad that Aloe Black has a presence across the whole song and is not just relegated to like one verse because he sings back up and him and Jose bounce uh, lyrics and melodies off each other a lot and it's very interesting. like this song. I like the song Just The Way You Are, the cover of the Billy Joel song. When I first heard it, the way the piano started playing reminded me of the Three, Do uh, the Three Dog Night song, One Is The Loneliest Number. I literally thought, I, I went, One is the loneliest. But then I heard... Uh, you know, the, the verse startup for the song, and I was like, oh, this is, this is a Billy Joel cover! Billy Joel cover! That's very cool. I like that. I like um, how it's kind of a, um, you know, because the original was like a, a, a slow-ish, kind of like pop, light rock, easy rock ballad. This is more of like a, 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 a kind of like downbeat, like funk slash soul song. It just, it really gets in there. It really gets to the real heart, the real soul of what the song is about in my opinion Lil Uzi just released Eternal A Take um, I'm going to need more time to listen to this album and digest it before I can make a final opinion that being said I do like the song P2 I like how it's a sequel to EXO Tour Life and I really like how it interpolates the chorus from that song It's um, I really like EXO Tour Life because uh, Lil Uzi does the young thug thing on that song and just sings all over the place. Just it goes all over his range. He's sings I wanna sing out, let me go my rain out. Like he'll be like way up there, but then he'll be like, I don't really care who And I I like that. And on P2, the song's just a little bit more dour than EXO Tour Life was. It's not as much of a banger. Like it's it's kind of supposed to be more. Like, Uzi's chilling in his feelings on this one. He doesn't really ever go out there as far as the vocal delivery is concerned. Like, uh, you know, messing with your head, all the things I said, messing with your... There's no real point on the song where he, like, where he reaches up into his upper register, like, on Exo Tour Life. However, he doesn't need to. It's supposed to be, again, another chill downside to the, to a part we've... To, to, a, to a... Like, if Exo Tour Life was the high that was it was the moment of clarity in the high then p2 is the hangover and uh it's the acceptance of you know a coming future and i really like that and janaiko just put out her new album chilombo 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 again i need more time to listen to this album before i can form an opinion that being said, I do want to spotlight the song None of Your Concern, where Big Sean lays down a multi-track vocal line that makes my soul leave my body. Um, unfortunately, because it's Big Sean, he couldn't go a whole verse without trying to be cool and starts talking about how he made her come nine times in one day, uh, how he was dicking her down, and I'm like, fuck! Fucking fuck, Sean! You can't just, you can't
focus on trying to put in one good verse. You have to fucking start talking about your dick and stuff. And it just... Ah. But yeah, that is a good song. Uh, despite that. And I also like the uh, Triggered Freestyle. Um, motherfucking right, I'm triggered. Motherfucking right. Triggered. I love that song. But, yeah, so here... We have a couple of minutes left. I'm pretty sure I'm around the, um... I'm pretty sure I'm somewhere around the 30-minute mark. I, I don't know. But on their most recent episode of their podcast, Good Girls Go to Heaven, Jocelyn and Clarissa, at one point, the episode was called This Is Our Worst Episode, I think. At one point, they started talking about how they were insecure girls and I was like they, they were talking about being insecure constantly needing the validation and I started thinking to myself like oh fuck that's kind of me like I'm a I'm a very insecure guy I will admit that um now when I'm when I'm by myself when I'm single as I am now when I am just in my own power I generally feel pretty pretty secure confident I know who I am uh, I like myself and stuff like that but when I'm in a relationship what this is one reason I haven't dated in so many years but when I'm in a relationship actually I've been single four years this month when I'm in a relationship I have a tendency to let my self-worth get wrapped up in that other person if that other person's not happy with me, then I must have done something wrong. And if I didn't do something wrong, then it's just because they're being a bitch. Now, as we all know, relationships, romance, dating, these things are complicated, multifaceted issues with lots of nooks and crannies that could be explored for days, and you'll still never get close to any kind of resolution that could be considered universal because, like, people are just going to do what they're going to do. You can't predict, you can't anticipate how a person will react. You can think you can, but you can't. Like, promising someone that you're going to be with them forever and for always is fucking crazy. Now, I know that when I say things like, oh, sex and reproduction, sex is just a, a means of reproduction. Our stupid animal brains just want us to have babies. I know that when I say stuff like that, it's going to be met with force or resistance because people don't want to believe that or accept that about themselves but that's the problem is that's what it is and because you have so many people who won't accept that or try to be ignorant of that they end up with babies you know whether by accident or design um i'm afraid of my own animal instincts to be honestly to be honest that's another reason why i haven't wanted to fuck in so many years because I start doing stupid things. I want... I, I, My animal brain takes over and I just can't help it. I start thinking like, you know, 
I just start like like when when a when a woman shows interest in me, like a long term like thing, I will just literally ruin my life over this woman, uh, regardless of how attractive she actually is, because just because I want to get laid, just because I want to fucking you know, just because I want to fucking come in a pussy, and it's just not it's not fucking all right in my opinion. That was supposed. I was supposed to be talking about being an insecure guy, but yeah, that's one of my insecurities. Is that I'm a fucking animal, and I, I can't. I'm not. Af- I'm. I'm. I'm afraid I won't. I don't think I could tame the beast. I think the only way to accept the beast is to work with it. I feel like a monster. When I do things like, you know, use my camera, make videos, take pictures, hang out with my friends, go to shows, stuff like that. And I used to only have that feeling when a woman was paying attention to me, when I was having sex or trying to get someone's attention sexually. In the time that I have been not having sex, I have found more of an art to communication with women at least I would like to think I have I also spent a lot more time listening to a lot more um, women artists women musicians Carly Rae Jepsen was probably the first one Charlie XCX Janae Aiko I mean all hella attractive and talented women. But, uh... Yeah. I I don't think I would have been able to appreciate their music if I was still in the headspace that I was when I was just chasing after... When I was just chasing after pussy, man. But I don't... I don't know. Whatever. Anyway, that's been the 27th episode of The Million Ex-Girlfriends. I'm going to fucking peace the fuck out of here. I want to do some real quick shout-outs. Some local Rhode Island artists that just put out music. My boy Jesse Piff and his boy Sam Comfort just released New York Morning. Slitty Wrist just released the Slitty Wrist LP. My boy Silver just released the Silver Tape. A local band called Bocek just put out their new album, Here Now, Death Later. Uh, there's going to be a bunch of shows happening through... The, uh, Jesse Piff and Sam Comfort are playing a, a show through Summer 88 in Providence on March 17th, that this coming Saturday. If you're listening to this in the future, um, it was probably lit. It was more than likely lit. And uh, yeah, it's just a, there's a lot more things going on. I have some announcements that I kind of want to make at some point, but... Um, yeah, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna sit on those cause those are for me until I know more about things. But yeah, this has been a fun episode. I recorded this whole episode in my truck because it's chill out here, baby. Anyway, thank you for listening to me ramble and rant about things again. And I will catch you guys on the next episode until next time. Take it easy and wash your motherfucking hands. Bye.